You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Merry Christmas. Hello, sisters. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas Eve from your favorite Jews. Yeah, so we like never celebrated Christmas growing up, even though we really wanted to, but our step-siblings celebrate Christmas, so we are in England right Finally, now. Finally, after we've been teasing you guys about this trip for yeah, about we have been, months. We are finally in England. It is. We arrived yesterday. We slept. We went to bed last night at 7.30 and woke up at 11. So update on Scout's horse tranquilizers. Okay, so they are Mads, ineffective. <laughs> Mads and I took sleeping, took three sleeping pills three on the plane Three horse each, tranquilizers. And we both did not sleep a wink on the plane. What does that say about me and my body? What does it say about me? I'm clearly way too used to my sleeping pills. Oh my God. The fact that three of these horse tranquilizers did not, not knock Let's just like me say out. that they're not horse tranquilizers. They're trazodone. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but it did not do anything. It didn't and then do anything Scout for me. thought she overdosed me and was oh, about to kill me. Yeah, so then I couldn't sleep because every two seconds I was making sure Maddie was breathing and I would like check in with mom. <laughs> I like pulled mom aside. I was like, Did I kill Maddie? Yeah, because you gave me way too many, but it was ineffective, so it didn't even matter. So And then I had this like really bad anxiety that it was gonna hit you like after the plane ride and then you would just like and fall I asleep t- in the middle of the airport. <laughs> Well, anyways, I did not fall asleep at all. We were stay- we stayed like up for twenty four hours. Yeah, we basically stayed up for like thirty six hours. Yeah, but anyways, but here we're we here. Are. So we're in Sherwood Forest right now at this place called Center Parks. It's like this park filled with all these cabins and restaurants. But the and cabins, but the cabins are very modern. So think. Think um, Black Mirror type of cabins in the woods. You know what I mean? You know that, that feel? That sounds scary. I know it's scary, but there's always that one like glass house in the cabin that's super cute. Okay. Well, that sounds creepy. Okay, anyways. It's not creepy. It looks like Big Sur, very much so, with all yes. of the big trees and everything. And there's like a little city center that you can go in, and it's beautiful for Christmas. All the lights. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Oh. Except there are these two geese that keeps coming up to our windows and pecking yeah, at the geese. windows, and it's pretty freaky. Yeah, we're not we're not animal people. No. So anyways, we're here for the holidays. We're going to London for a day, and then we're going to Berlin for New Year's. Holler. Which is going to be amazing. It's going to be cold af, but I'm ready. We are ready for this. We're ready. So anyways, um, let's do the word of the week. Yes. Okay, so this week, hold on, just pulling it up on my phone. This week, the word of the week is affable, and it means easy to talk to. I mean, which like come on. characterizes our podcast to a T. Everyone that comes on the podcast, not to toot our own horn, tells us that we're so easy 
to, to talk to. to join in on our banter. It's very easy to slide Although right we in. we had one guest say it was like watching tennis. Because tennis. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, what is going on? She Who was are going back people? and forth between the two of us, yeah. which is hilarious. But I think normally it's really easy to um, blend into We've our We've had banter. really affable guests, too. Yes, exactly. We've been very blessed. V blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed on this Christmas Eve. Yeah, on this Christmas Eve. Oh. And anyways, so we interviewed for this week Erica Stolman from Fashion Lush. Fashion Lush. Big oh. deal. What a beauty. What a kind soul. Oh, she's amazing. So badass for so, so badass she but arrived looking like ariana grande oh yeah oh my god she wore like a big sweatshirt and thigh uh, high boots. boots and i was like you with like perfectly straight hair yeah you're grande up up in here yeah she's amazing manifesting so what did we ariana talk grande. about mads so we talked uh, a pretty diverse span of uh topics so we you know chatted about sponsored posts mm-hmm. and the logistics but also the you know politics behind those uh we talked about anxiety she's she's very vocal about her own anxiety and how she uses weed to suppress it or to deal with it um she's very open about her weed use and you know she's she's highly educated on cannabis really highly educated on it she's trying to break the stigma stigmatize um women and weed Exactly. Thanks for finishing my sentences. You're welcome. I was just really slow on. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. We like finish each other's sentences a lot, actually. We finish each other's sandwiches. What does that mean? Frozen. Oh, I haven't. I don't. I mean, I have seen Frozen like 25 times, but I don't remember that reference. That's literally the main reference from it. Oh, really? I thought the main reference was sisterly love at the end. That's what I always. We're moving right past that. Okay. Um, And then we also talked about how she's been. She's like the part of the OG fashion blogger. Yeah, she started uh, in college. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of. She kind of was. It's a cute story the way she started her blog. Yeah, but she was able to comment on the evolving landscape of of Instagram bloggers and kind of how she's seen that evolution. So Mm -hmm. it was really interesting to see her take on how how things have changed. but yeah, she's cool, guys. Yeah, I'm such a fan of Erica. I know. And she's a fellow Jew, so that's why we stuck her here right on Christmas right Eve. Right on Christmas Eve. So if you guys want to get away from your families, you just want to chill, go into the bathroom, lock yourself in the bathroom, and listen, listen to, to this podcast. Six because you won't regret it. Yeah. Have a glass of wine. Bring in a, it's, It doesn't matter if it's, it's 8 in the morning. Get a mimosa. Yeah, that's it's what, vacation. That's kind of like what we're living by this week. Oh yeah, no, they're all rules are out the window. We ate so much cheese yesterday. Don't know so what's going to happen to my stomach. Also, let's just point out that Maddie lost at Rama Cube last night. Oh, her face is so bitter right now. She's so pissed. Adam, my husband, won. Okay, well, uh, I was in the episode. <laughs> see, she's 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 gliding right by that fact. So Matt, there's going to be a Rummy Cube. There's going to be a Rummy Cube uh, tournament. Tournament. We'll, so we'll we'll see. Well, I'll redeem myself. Don't for worry. those that don't know, Rummy Cube is a tile game that we've been that playing was, with it our was family. One of my fixations. Really, I don't remember that. Oh, um, we've been playing with our family for years, and Maddie thinks that nobody can beat her ever. Um, but last night she was proven wrong because my husband beat her. I was about to win too. I was one freaking play away from winning i was so mad yeah but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything because you didn't win i know but either did you so we'll just leave it at that all right and we're moving on to erica (laughs) enjoy sisters enjoy merry christmas ever since having a baby i've been extremely conscious about what i spend my money on and which products i use and clothing is no different i want my wardrobe to be sustainable good quality and timeless you have to be talking about whimsy and row right Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. 
Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 
Erica Stolman is the blogger behind Fashion Lush. Erica started Fashion Lush in 2008 as a creative outlook. It is her go-to place to be herself and share her fashion looks. In addition to fashion, she shares her love for cannabis and her insight into mental health, specifically how to combat anxiety. Erica also co-runs Blogdo with her best friend Lauren Everts, a design agency that brings gorgeous blogs to life. They have an amazing ebook with all the tips and tricks to be a blogger. Erica is badass, real, and highly creative. So without further ado, Erica Stolman. Hi, thank you. You Hello. do the best intros. Oh my God, we love you. you do the, I love you. I love you. I just everyone. met you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you already. For everyone listening, Erica looks like Ariana Grande right now. Yes, oh my she God, does. stop. She's I need my, I have a fake ponytail upstairs. Oh my God. <laughs> you should have been Ariana Grande for Halloween. You know your Halloween costume was the best thing I've ever seen in thank my entire you. life. Next year, maybe I'll do Ariana. Yeah. She's, she's my hero. Oh my God. We <laughs> had some differing opinions on our Ariana Grande on this podcast. What? I know. I know. I'm not such a fan. You're not a fan? Mads is a fan. I Well, I'm is a little, I'm a little converted now. Because of Thank You Next? Because, <laughs> because, of, a, because of Sweetener. I like that vibe. Good, yeah. Way more. I, I just, the poppiness of her and the, it just seemed a, a little bit too fabricated. Is that her real hair? No, no, of course okay, not. I think no. that's also what like pisses me off. I'm just like, change the hair already. Like, I get that it's like a branding thing, yeah. but I mean, years. I was never a huge Ariana Grande. I don't even know. Grand? Oh Grande. 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 I was never like a huge diehard fan like some people are. I just liked her for the way she dressed. And then I, I've never heard her music except for Sweetener. Really? Before that, I, don't, I wouldn't know one song I would just her. know like her top 40 songs. And I'm like, okay, like, Ariana Grande. I have no idea. I can't I mean, think of one. she's an amazing vocalist. Yes. She, has, she does have an unbelievable voice. I will give her that. And her she's just like a cute little mouse the way she's she sounds mouse. is so she's, she's a mouse she like she's a like a human mouse, mouse. I agree she should be a mouse for halloween she should <laughs> thank you next was amazing though the, yeah. did you see the music video i saw the music yeah, video i thought the hype this. was a little bit too much for what happened but i really like the idea yeah. behind it. i yeah. liked it it was creative. she definitely tapped into the like nostalgic era which for is like what us. everybody loves right yeah. now we're yeah. all they we're just all just creating back. it i feel like yeah exactly take us back to the 90s when Please. things yeah. were nice and yeah. good <laughs> yep. amen to that yeah. okay should we um, do a round of current fixations yes. let's do it okay Mads, you want to start okay so in honor well this this episode is probably going to air after Hanukkah is done. But in honor of Hanukkah, I got my Hanukkah present off my wish list. AirPods, which you had put in. Erica put together an amazing gift guide. Everyone should go check it out on her Thank blog. You. It's unbelievable. But Air- AirPods were one of the things on the list. And I don't know. They just feel so futuristic. And it's so liberating to not have that cord. It's really... You don't think that you you don't think how much it was really attached to yeah. you before. Like I was just like walking around playing music and I was like, wait, my phone is not with me. It's I don't know. It feels so good. So my husband is obsessed with AirPods. He literally sleeps with them and we oh have to God. literally dig through the bed every single day to oh find gosh. them because they fall out. And that's like the <laughs> one problem like he's bought. I think this is his third round. Are you serious? Them. Well, that's the thing. They're pretty. Pri- I mean, they're you can they're pricey. Yeah. So and it's like, but then I'll be talking to him and he won't answer me. And then he goes tap tap on his ear, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh my god, my god. <laughs> they're like a trend now. Like if you like, yeah. I, I saw a big blogger on the other day with AirPods, like while she was on her thing, and I was like, that's the cool thing to have them hanging out of your ears. That's like a trend. Yeah. And, and if you're caught with a wire, oh my god. Yes, exactly. Like I was taking a me. I love I love a good mirror selfie. Everyone knows this. So I was taking a mirror selfie with my cord and i was like it looks so bad now like no, it's but not cool if you had the airpods in it would, it be, would like, be like cool, cool. Yeah. like you're cool oh god what a, what a time i don't have a pair in. what a time you need one i know now i'm gonna get one tonight okay fine okay. <laughs> don't twist my arm <laughs> just for the selfie yeah just for the beer <laughs> selfie love it then i'll return them yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my current fixation is the brand Avec La Fille. It is um, designed by the daughter of BCBG, and she has a store in West Hollywood. Um, the leather pants I'm wearing right now are from them. Love them. It's super cute. It's, like, really classic, but it plays with masculine and feminine. Ooh. They got a great sale rack mm. going, um, yeah, and the sales. space is beautiful. If you ever have a chance to go check out their store, it's, like, 
pink and gore like a really Ooh. light pink and absolutely gorgeous it's like a big warehouse almost wait do you know what the girl's name is i don't the daughter I, not off the, my because i know my head. that the daughter of bcbg has like a podcast and she's super like oh i wonder if that's the same well daughter yeah i don't know we'll have to fact we'll check have this to fact but check yeah. that's interesting i didn't know she had a line yeah it's a really cute line it's on um la brea Okay. Like a yeah. block past Sugarfish, maybe. Okay. Um, it's super cute if anybody's looking. I mean, it, the price point's pretty decent. The sale rack, as I said, is awesome. Um, and I really like all their stuff. Amazing. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I have like, t- well, I could have like four if you wanted me to, but I yeah. have two. <laughs> two. Well, I'll have three. Okay, three. Okay. So the first one is the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. Yes. Yeah, we're into those. It took me forever to get on that bandwagon. Extra strength or just normal? Extra strength. Okay, I think I'm going to get the, I just finished the normal one. I'm going to get the extra strength now because I don't, I didn't see any difference. Really? Personally. I go hard with everything, so I just went extra strength like right out the yeah, bat. Yeah, I think um, I need to do that The too. first like two days, they burned the shit out of my face and I was like, really? mm, I don't know Wait, do you do, do it this. every day? Every night. No. You're supposed to. No, no, no. For 14 what? days, you're supposed to do it every day. Oh, 14 days. It's yeah. like a I challenge. Think, wait, but I thought no, it was. No, it's like this. It's like do it. Sh- I thought you're supposed to do it only twice a week. I you're not supposed to exfoliate every day. No, but for some reason, I I read it that you'll have to fact check Okay. Me. Fact check me. Oh my God, I'm scared. But I read Maybe for I wasn't doing 14 right. days straight, you're supposed to do them. And did you do And then I asked days? a facialist, and she says, yes, every day. You do them every day. My, that's the facialist I went to. Whoa. So I did okay. it every day. It didn't. It didn't. Like mess up my skin. My skin's better. So okay. I have like really okay. gnarly underground acne on my jawline. That's like it's just mm-hmm. not. Like I can feel it, but you can't see it. It's mm-hmm. there. It's gone. Wow. Like gone. Okay, you did this every day. What did you do after the peel? Like after so the peel? This because was you're con- supposed to do like a, like a hydrating something. Because it's really gnarly. harsh. Yeah. yeah. So the first. So well, there's two things in the pack, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. I don't yeah. know the regular one, but extra. So the second the one is supposed to be moisturizing. Got it. That's okay. the idea. But I still will put on like a he- like a he- pretty heavy face cream. Right. Botnia is my favorite. Botnia, B-O-T-N-I-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. I use that one and then I'll put like, I'll finish it with an oil because the oil like keeps everything in. Got but I was it. really confused because I like to do a face mask too. So I'm like, when do I do the face mask? Before the peel? After the peel? If it's a hydrated, so you're supposed to, when you exfoliate, you're supposed to exfoliate and then like a hydrating mask. So if you wanted to do a hydrating mask, do it after okay. the peel. Okay. Um, she's like skincare gummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's probably like, holy shit, this girl's been putting that on her face every day. Well, before. I mean, <laughs> it does say daily. So I, I'll i give you that. But from what I've read and heard, like since it's so intense. Yes, like, especially people, extra and strength. And just also like exfoliating. I just, I think the rule of thumb is you're only supposed to be doing it like two to three times a week, but maybe this is different. I, I Maybe I need to try My it. My problem with know. these things, which I'm going to sound super cheap, is they're pretty expensive. So oh, expensive. they're very expensive. And that's like, why I didn't do it. And it's an everyday it's an thing. Rush. You know what I mean? I know, right? Exactly. We're rush. all Jews here. Um, <laughs> all Jews. It's like really expensive. So expensive. Yeah. $80, I for think. For 30. So if you do it every day. 14 days, it's 80 bucks? No, for 30. For 30. For 30. It's okay. so 80. Yeah. So like a month. That's like my month. dry bar Subscrip- subscription. It's oh, you do that? Oh, I do that. Oh. Yes, I am okay, on you. that dry bar. Yeah. <laughs> How often go. do you go? I go every two weeks. Oh, my gosh. I have a Jufro girlfriend. So yeah. I. We have Jufros I'll over t- here. Oh. What do you do? Shit, now I have a fourth one. Okay. Oh, keep going. Okay, okay what's your second one? one? Second one was uh, celery juice. Oh. Everyone is telling us about celery I was juice. Just thinking about celery juice yesterday. What is going on? I was on about with this? to make it before you guys came, but I'll make it after you leave. So, well, I as I was telling you guys, I recently was told I have a hyperthyroid, which is yeah. I'm still learning it. Which is people are telling me hyperthyroid is the same as Graves' disease. I have to go to a doctor and like get this all sorted out and figure out which is which. But sure, Graves' disease, hyperthyroid, possibly the same thing. Not sure. Um, but what everyone said is drink celery juice every morning to like help your thyroid. Mm. I have not heard a word of celery juice. Now all I see, well, of course it's because I type celery juice and now Instagram's like celery juice, celery juice, celery juice. They like hear my thoughts. So everyone's talking about celery juice now. Um, and I've only done it three days, so I can't tell you like, oh my gosh, it's like a glowing difference. Sure. But it feels good. Like drinking a glass of celery juice feels good. It's like, it tastes like shit. Okay, well, you're supposed to get a tree. 
you're supposed to get a cheese strainer. So you, what I read is that Ooh. you blend it with water. Okay. So this medical medium guy says you blend it with water. Well, he says juice it, but if you don't want to juice it, you can blend it with a little water. Okay. So I've been doing the blend method because my juicer's in the garage, and juicers are like the pain of my right, existence. Yeah. I it's hate so them. hard to clean. They're so hard to clean. Yeah. So um, I've been doing it with water, and you're supposed to then strain it with a cheese strainer. But my cheese strainer, it might be in that Amazon box. So right now, it's kind of gross <laughs> because it's like, it's like fibery yeah. and like chunky. But I love celery. I is love celery, same, too. Is it the same benefits if you just eat the celery? I don't know. That's what I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, He's asking if well, I can cut corners here. Yes. Yeah. Probably, but you'd have to eat a lot of celery. A lot of celery. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, down. I think it probably just like celery I like all, day. all day. So if I have something just that's celery, like, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's all. Obviously, it's got to be the same. I think the big difference is the like it's amount. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not putting like a lot more into the juice. So you're supposed to drink it every morning on an empty stomach. Crazy mm, enough, I haven't like eaten before yet, your so coffee. I'm about to do it before anything, like empty got stomach. It, yeah, it. first wow. thing you do is drink celery juice and then go on with your day. Okay, it's kind of, like I would prefer if I could drink it like after I ate something because it's kind of gross on yeah. an empty stomach. But it's fine. You just yeah, you close yeah. your eyes, hold your nose, yeah. chug it down. That's what I do. Um, so then the third thing, I was just going to recommend a really good book. Ooh, yes. yes, yes I have so many good books. Okay. Where the Crawdads Sing. Ooh, and it sounds it? like something nobody would want to read, but it is so good. Is, is it, it fiction? fiction yes. Not? It's fiction. Okay. Fiction. Okay. Who's the author? Uh, <sighs> we don't know. It's okay. okay. It's somewhere. Zach, will you give me my book? <laughs> Zach will find my book. I brought it down. Oh, actually, I know where it is. It's right there. He'll get it. It's right there. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Delia Owens. It's a library oh. book because my mom goes to the library and I took it from her. So she's really pissed because she's got like tons of fees on this book. But oh it's God, so amazing. good. So good. Oh okay. I give book recs all day. The last one. Okay. Hair. Yes. Hair. The Dyson Blow Dryer. Okay. okay. <laughs> Our dad has this. Our dad has this. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So okay. I, this today's the first day I've used it. Today. Okay. How, how long for, did it take you? Seven minutes to blow dry my whole hair. Wow. Maybe six. Like, it was quick. Zach used it this morning. He loved it. It's amazing. Um, But the exciting thing is, this is a huge tip. I got it on, well, my mom got it for me for Hanukkah, on the Dyson Outlet on eBay. What? Oh for, so it's four hundred dollars. We got it for two fifty. There's wow. a Dyson outlet on eBay. Yes, and my friend Marshall told me about it because she gets all her Dyson stuff off this eBay outlet. So she and it's got legit. The, it's legit. This it's is like a big legit. tip. This, this is, is big huge. Tip. This yeah. is like huge. a money tip. So my friend Marshall told me about it. She's like, all they do is like, if one gets returned and they can't resell it and it's got a scratch, they like buff out the scratch and they put it on the site. They check it how it works. They make yeah. it brand new. It comes packaged to you. She just got a six hundred dollar vacuum, Dyson vacuum for two hundred bucks. What? We need to get on this eBay. This is incredible. Incredible. Wow. Shook. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> and the blow dryer for wow. four hundred dollars? I would say no. It's not worth it because that's yeah. a lot. I mean, it's great, but there are other fast drying yeah. blow dryers yeah. for two fifty. It's definitely worth it. Damn. Yeah. So wait, do you have like super curly? Like, do you have super Brazilian, curly hair? Brazilian blo- like, What do you do? Because your no, hair is straight right now. Yeah, it's straight right now. Um, well, today it looks good because I like took a shower and I only well I take a shower all the time. I only wash my hair once a week. <laughs> yeah, same. So be, yeah, it like you know. Yesterday, it was like a frizzy mess, and there was like no dealing with it, and I just had it in a ponytail. But when I shower and blow dry with my new blow dryer, and then I flat iron. Flat iron. Yeah. Your hair natural is really pretty. You weren't natural in Jamaica. I thought it was so pretty. Jamaica was so funny because I had extensions in. Oh. So funny. And Jamaica's humid as shit. Yeah. And... I didn't want to straighten my hair every day. I was in Jamaica, and I was like, and I and my hairdresser said take the extensions out. And I was like, no, I want the like Rihanna length. I'm gonna be <laughs> in Jamaica. I want that Rihanna length. Like it's gotta look great. Yeah. And the whole time, my real hair was like ringlets, curls, and my extensions were just like a straight mullet. Well, whatever it looked was really good. Thank you. Straight in your bullet. pictures, you looked unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. Jamaica was, you know. Probably like my healthiest and happiest and most wonderful life I've oh ever lived. God. Yeah, I got to Jamaica was amazing. It was amazing. Damn. Like there's you went for a job, right? Yes, That'd with sandals. Incredible. But there's not a lot of places that I would like go back. Like yeah. you know, there's a chance you could go somewhere else. Yeah. I would go back to Jamaica like a hundred times. Really? Okay. It was life changing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll amazing. put that on our travel list. Yeah. Oh yes. 
life-changing. Okay, so we want to get into talking about you and fashion lush and anxiety yes. and cannabis and the whole nine yards. Okay. So let's take it back to the beginning. How did fashion lush first start? So fashion lush started as like a hobby project in college. Mm. There was no bloggers. Like the only bloggers I followed was fashion toast Rumi Neely. Yes, Rumi Neely. She was like my girl. I looked at her blog every day. I saw her once at a, a restaurant in LA and I was like, you're so tiny. She was in my, she was so in my Pilates class and I was like, are you Rumi Neely? She's like, yes. <laughs> she's no, like, don't did, talk to me. I don't think she's an approachable kind she's of She's not yeah, approachable. She was like, I'm in Pilates. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. She's, why does she anyway. go to Pilates? I know. I, she was so good, though. And that's really? why she has that body. I was like, Yeah, she's a stick. She's a stick. Yeah. Yeah. I was Anyways. obsessed with her. Yeah. Like, obsessed. Yeah. And I started the blog as just like a play. Basically, honestly, the real reason, and I tell everyone this in every podcast, because I think it's funny, is I had one of those Dell laptops that everyone had in college, mm. and it ran out of space. Because I was saving, like, pictures of Rumi Neely's outfit, pictures of Mary-Kate Nash Olsen, and the computer mm-hmm. hard drive was, like, we're too full, and I couldn't do my school project. So I was like, I'm going to start a blog and put all my pictures there. Mm-hmm. So the blog was literally, like, inside my brain. It was just, like, a pl- like my, my cloud, my virtual cloud. Yeah. So I just put things there. It had no purpose. There was no business behind it. It was a hobby. Yeah. Um, and a place for me to just kind of, like, fill my parents in on, like, what I'm doing in school so that they know I'm not just, like drinking and partying <laughs> so that's what it was for a while and then I graduated college and I was still doing it um still not a serious thing because mm-hmm. no at that point there was no blogger making an income mm, you know yeah. there was it wasn't a thing it just right. wasn't a thing so then I went and I got a real job uh as a social media coordinator mm. And in that job, I saw how mommy bloggers were making money. Like, I saw, like, I watched how they were doing it, working with brands and all these things. And this was, like, right on the, like, edge of when it all started. So then I started taking my blog a little bit more seriously. And I just was doing, like, hair tutorials and a lot of DIY stuff. I was really into doing it yourself back then. Less so now because time is money. But (laughs) back then, that was my thing. So I was doing, like, I would have, like, one coworker braid another coworker's hair in this Mm. cool braid. I would photograph it, make something, pin it. And things were going viral. Like, this was the age of the DIY. So people were like, right. ooh, braids, ooh, like, how'd you do that to your shoes? Right. All these things. I did one DIY that I painted the bottom of my shoes, like, uh, Louboutins with the nail <laughs> polish, and I showed everyone how to do it, and it got, like, 9,000 pins. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and then I got, after that, I got reached out to by Forever 21, and I started blogging for them on the side, still working. Mm-hmm. And then one day they laid off my whole department. They were just like, we're not going to do this anymore. Mm. So I called my friend, Lauren, who I do blog do with. And I was like, what should I do? She st- had just started the Skinny Confidential. And she was like, give it six months. Like, give yourself six months. And if you can make a paycheck in six months, then just, like, keep doing, keep doing it. it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can do. I can give it six, mu- six months. On the on the other side, my parents were like, get another job immediately. Like, And I was like, yeah. no, I want to do my blog. And they were like, this is not an income. This is not a future. And I was like, right. watch. That's a, I was like, okay, watch me. So then um, the Forever 21 thing picked up and they started paying me. So that was like my first job. They started paying me to do DIY projects with their stuff. Got it. And that became a monthly income for me. We did that for like a year. I love how Forever 21 was your first client. That's incredible. I know. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, And when I told my mom Forever 21, she was like, Keep going, girl. <laughs> like, you go. Keep going and don't stop. You and I was showed like, them. Yeah. yeah. She was like, Forever 21, that's amazing. And then yeah. I got a job with Charlotte Roos and started doing it. At that time, I was doing DIY collaborations with all of those brands. But mm. they, it was on their blogs, too. They didn't do blogs anymore. So then I started doing brand collaborations. And I just kind of evolved with my blog. Like, my blog and I grew together. Wow. <laughs> we left the corporate world. and the Were you always located in San Diego? Yeah. Oh, well, I went to school in Long Beach. Got it. Okay. I was born in Nashville, went to school in Long Beach, but Ooh. other than that, lived in San Diego. Well, are your parents still in Nashville? No, they're here. Wow. But yeah, like uh, my grandma was still there, but she passed away. So yeah. I still have some family in Nashville. Yeah. Oh my God. Do I you go to Nashville back there often? So no, I haven't. I, up until I was like 13, we would go back all the time. Zach and yeah. I went. I think a year or two years ago. Year yeah, and you half stayed ago. in the cutest Airbnb. Cutest. Sorry, I know your entire <laughs> life. Just Urban. Like <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I love it. Urban Cowboy. It was really cute. Shout out to Urban Cowboy. Yeah, it was really cute. Do you really feel cute. a kinship to Nashville at all? Yes. Or do you feel like you're more like a... No, I definitely... I mean, like, I'm a California girl. Right. I've lived here since I was seven. 
But I, if there was one place in the world other than California State I could live, it would be Nashville. Got wow. It. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Like, when Zach and I went, we were kind of, like, thinking, the, like, could we live here? It's it's rad. It's I, I want to go I've never so been. badly. It's That's so That's my next, cool like, now. American city that I want to visit. So, I mean, when I grew up there... It was not what it is now. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. like you know, we went now. to the, there was this place called Vandyland, which was a little diner that we went to, and like we knew the guy Mac and everything. Aww. So Zach and I went back to see Vandyland, and it was an e cig store. Oh, so it's oh, definitely oh, different. Oh, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. I know. I was like, well, well, well. That's, that's America today. Yeah. Okay. So like, what point were you? Did you have like an epiphany or an aha moment where you were like, I could really do this as a career? Yeah, I think like. After the Forever 21 thing ended and brands are reaching out to pay me to stop, do stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like this could, this could work. Like this could work if I, you know, put all my heart and soul into it. Um, I think that that was like my big aha moment, which is brands interested. I'm working mm-hmm. with me. Cause I, I mean, you always doubt yourself. Like I don't yeah. know any influencer that doesn't doubt themselves. It's yeah. like, you know, we're in a pool of thousands of people doing amazing things and like I told Zach today I didn't post an Instagram for four days today because for, for four days until today and mm-hmm. I told Zach I was like Zach's my boyfriend to everyone listening <laughs> I told Zach I was like you know just the standards are so high for an Instagram post that like you know I don't know if I can compete so like yeah. there is this like you know always self-doubt and feeling like can you do it and like all these people but how do you combat that self-doubt just post and just like say fuck yeah. it like yeah, i could say i could have gone five days i could have gone six days i could have gone seven days like i posted something and i liked what i posted but of course like i'm like this wasn't as good as that person did the other day and like you yeah, know i don't have constant you know comparing, comparing and yeah. it's a ho- it's like a dangerous it, that's why I, when i took the four-day break it was great mm. like it was great yeah. You know, I I read my book. I yeah. did things around the house. I decorated my Christmas tree like a proper Jew. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I but, mean, but it's interesting because you did kind of, you were like a, a first mover in a way. Like you did see the spectrum of social media evolve, especially because you were kind of like in it with the mommy blogs and you just, you, you like, you I think identified. you. And I think you, um predicted that this could be something that you could do and you could kind of like transition into. So how have you seen that landscape evolve over time? Because you've been in it for so long. I think that it's so tricky because there was the sweet spot Mm -hmm. where like influencers were making tons of money. Mm -hmm. Now it's so saturated that you're still, they're still making money. Like there's so much, like people, is it too late for me to try it? No, yeah. it's not too late. If you've mm-hmm. got that thing, mm-hmm. like I can be walking down the street and see a girl and be like that chick, she's influential. Like mm-hmm. just her energy. Yeah. I'm not saying that's me, but I'm just saying like, if you've got that, yeah, you can do it. It, there was first, it was like, what the fuck's an influencer? Brands weren't interested. Yeah. Then it was like, holy shit, we love influencers. This is powerful. Yeah. This is powerful. We need to get on it. Now it's like, what's your engagement? What's your this? What's your that? And yeah. you see your analytics. Are you influential? Because there is this like climate of people. So many inflating. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many and so many people are inflating their accounts that like mm. now brands are getting savvy and they're like, we want to see. So the main thing we want to see every detail of like how you convert. Mm-hmm. So the main thing I've seen change is, is the brand side. Yeah. The brands at first they were like, just we want it. a commercial. We want a magazine ad. Then they're like, we want the top blogger in the world. Or no, then they were like, we want any blogger. Sure. Now they're like, we only the want the top. Like, I mean, it's supply the and demand, yeah. right? Like, there's so much supply now that brands are like, oh, we have the power. They have now. all the power. And now, now we can kind of sift through and pick who's the niche, who's the. Yeah. There was that yeah. rise of like, what's it called? Micro influencers that people were really mm-hmm. like. I still think the micro influencer has more power than the totally. major influencers. I mean, that's the type of like business model that Glossier has thrived on. Like they micro influencers, micro influencers. They yeah. tap into girls that only have like a thousand or two thousand followers because they believe that girl is an influencer within her own social circles and within her own yeah. accounts. And if it's like an ambassador. Yeah. yeah. And if like those girls, if a thousand of those girls are commenting on that girls, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like it is really influential if you just like kind of drop it in little, little 
buckets and I then it spreads that way. It's great too. Because yeah. they're also they're not out they're not paying any of these yeah. girls. They're gifting yeah. and uh what do you call it? Uh, commissions. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like a pyramid. Thing. Do you like the commission based model? No. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like the commission based model because I think there is the power in brand awareness. Yes, 100%. And that's not being captured in a commission. All they're looking at is numbers. So maybe you gifted me this LaCroix and I sold 10 and you wanted 1,000 sold, but I also had 20,000 people who saw it. And next time there's a store, what are they going to buy? They're going to buy your LaCroix. Yeah, so, I so it might not be that instant sale, but there is brand recognition and brands forget that. Yeah, mm. like for example, I saw Cowpack, the luggage company, on like 10 different bloggers and they all had codes or whatever. But what did I do a year later? I put it on my registry for my yeah. wedding and now I have Calpac. So I bought it just like eight months later though. Yeah. But it was still yeah. a sale that wasn't recorded. Yeah. Mm, that and is that's why I not I don't like the commission because then they won't work with another person again. But like I you know, say it was me and it was, you know, something high priced. I don't I don't know, something high priced. Sure. Of course no one's gonna be able to just shell that out right on the moment because they're getting yeah. a twenty percent coupon code or whatever. Yeah, that's but not like an instantaneous buy. That's an investment that you need yeah. to take a while to yeah, think about. But then, yeah. yeah, like it's like, you know, when I saw the dice and blow I was like, okay, I saw a blogger do it. It's like, I'm not going to buy it right now, right. but I'm going to bookmark it and buy it later because that blogger blogged about it. So it's like, sure. it's hard. The commission-based thing is hard. Yeah. I just don't think that's a fair representation. Yeah. When it comes to brands, how do you kind of decide who you want to work with? Do you turn people down? And like, what kind of, what's the decision-making process? I there? turn people down, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a manager. So my okay. manager, you know... <sighs> Like, I turned down skinny tea, for sure. Like, I didn't do a skinny tea. Mm, that's a good idea. Like, oh that's a good God. idea. Like, yeah, that's weird. Like, yeah. first of all, you're promoting something called skinny tea. Nobody yeah. even takes that seriously, in my opinion. No, you just tea. look like a joke. Like, yeah. you look like a sellout. Like kinda. a Ponzi screamer. Yeah. Something. It's just, like, so weird. How do they have so much money? Like, all the Kardashians do it. That's like, what I wonder. How do I'm they like, have so much money? Where is this money coming from? I wonder they how much the Kardashians charge. Oh, my God. Probably. Yeah. my God. That's crazy. And this stupid skinny tea has millions of dollars to give the Kardashians like it makes no that's sense. what it's I always wild. wonder how they pay out yeah like sugar bear hair wild that yeah I actually did do a collab with sugar bear hair how was you, it okay, but did you use the product and it did it work? I used the product I ate the whole bottle because the, uh, that's here's the thing if I'm gonna do a collab and I'm not a hundred percent behind it right listen for people out there We've got to make money, too. Sure. You want us to post content and do that, we have to make money. So when a blogger does post about sugar bear hair or some of those things, I don't hate them because they also, they need that to create the content that everybody wants to see. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I don't hate it. But if I get approached with a project like that, I'll say I'm going to try it for a month mm-hmm. and I'll see what it does. Okay. Sugar bear hair. My hair didn't grow 20,000 inches. My hair looked nice because there's okay. biotin in it. It's yeah. Good. Of course. It, I take biotin. Yeah. Every day. I just take normal biotin. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, my nail lady said that my nails under my acrylics were growing really fast. Okay. You know, it's it's just like any other vitamin. You know, if, if Oli right. approached me. To do a collab, and they mm. have a hair vitamin. Ooh, it's probably yeah. the same ingredients, but because of what Sugar Bear Hair has done, has kind of made them look cheesy. Exactly. So, mm. you know, I don't know. I think that it depends. I won't do the skinny tea because I just don't believe in it. Or, I don't believe in it. Yeah. I don't want to be like 10 pounds. Like, that's not my goal. Yeah. And I don't want my readers, if there's 14 year olds out there who like skinny, 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 yeah. skinny, that's not the key to life. So it's yeah. like, I'm not going to do skinny tea. That's just a little too beyond me. Um, But, you know, if there's some, if it's a brand that like, like Sugar Bear Hair and I want to try it and there's something I can do and I can create cute content and I, and I feel like, you know, I liked Sugar Bear Hair. I thought the gummies tasted good. I ate them like even after the collab was over. They were delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I'll do that and spread the word, but. I think with brands, influencers do have to be picky because it can quickly ruin your personal brand. Yeah. If you go too far outside. And your, and your reputation and the trust you've built with your followers. Yeah, which like, is the most important thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, I would rather have my followers trust me than have, you know, $3,000 for whatever. Yeah, because so that's a long, it's more long-term yeah. trust that you want to yeah. establish. Let's yeah. say somebody's listening to this and they really want to start a blog, but they don't know how to cultivate trust within their community. What are a few ways that bloggers can really make sure that their readership trusts them? I think starting out, like, you just have to authentically share the brands you love. And it works because your readers will be able to see the passion behind it. Mm -hmm. So you share, like, you know, 
everything. Like, this is the camera I got. Some bloggers now, as they get bigger, they don't want to share shit. They want to keep it close to the vest. They don't want to share their tips and tricks and secrets to what they did. Mm. I think that's ridiculous. Share everything. Let everyone know the product you love. They want to know what smoothie you drink in the morning. They want to know. And if you're only getting 10 views, keep going. Like, keep, keep going because people will catch on. Like, this person's authentically sharing things in her everyday life. So, and, ta- and the reason this works both ways is when you share things you love, your audience trusts you. You also mm-hmm. tag the brands always, and then brands will start to recognize you. So you're getting, like, both out of it. And then the bonus side is if you're sharing brands you love, the brands you love are going to be the ones that work that want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So you are authentically loving these brands. Like, there's nothing more I love than a collaboration that comes around with a product I already use. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is great. Like, I can, yeah, that's perfect. I can work with this, you know? So I just think it's everyday sharing, being really active. Like, it, yes, as you get bigger, you can, like, take more breaks from the book in the beginning you have to be at it like every single day every yeah. second of the day and you have to start like trying to get this audience to realize what you're doing and why they should trust you and why they should listen to you mm-hmm. so it's really like you know i would say the first four years is i was like three posts a day always you know blogging now you know blogging every second but now sure. like you know I have an audience, I can slow down a little for my own sanity. Sure. And I see a lot of other influencers, like, I would still say I'm in the mid-tier range. Like, mm-hmm. it's typically, like, under 100,000 followers, you're in mid-tier blogger. But I would still say I'm in that range. And, uh, you know, I think it's okay now for, like, to take breaks and breathe. But in the beginning, I was, like, at it. Like, totally. gnarly. So that's kind of a good transition into, like, mental health and social media and yeah. this kind of addiction and overworkedness or just the the need to always be on how did you finally make that leap or that or step or like make that distance and boundary between the two i mean putting just shit in perspective like mm-hmm. it's i love social media mm-hmm. i love my job i yeah. love taking photos and creating content and all of these things but i've also noticed that that my love for that has taken over like my love for like myself and my health and mm. self-care and all these things i mean i'm not perfect let me tell you i was up till 3 30 last night editing photos mm. like a psycho thinking why am i doing this oh because you haven't posted in four days and then this circle of like just you're not sure. enough you're not doing enough you know mm. you didn't post in four days like I kept looking at my last photo and it's like three days four days and I'm like fuck this is not good because there's girls out there killing it harder than me posting three times a day but then I'm like you know what I want to yeah. have dinner with my friends I want to make dinner last night I want to relax I want to read my book I don't want to always be on mm-hmm. and it's okay like your audience is your audience. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to abandon you. Yeah. And you have to take care of yourself. And I'm sorry, but like being on that computer and looking at that screen and that blue light, it's so bad for you. Totally. And that's something as I get older then I'm realizing like I only have one set of eyes, one brain, <laughs> you know, like my eyes are going to, I could be blind. Who knows? People, yeah. no people, one knows. our yeah, generation before happen. us didn't stare at a computer this much or yeah. a phone. Like the generation before us, nobody knows what like what's this all happen. can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know personally I'm an insomniac. I can't mm. sleep. And does it like, you know, that could be this hyperthyroidism I told you guys about, but that could also be staring at a blue screen because it messes up all your circadian rhythms. So totally. yeah, it like messes everything up. So I think it's just like, now is the time. Like, I've seen people on Instagram go to social media rehab. What? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, not amazing. I'll tell you, you know who what I mean. later. Okay, so <laughs> I'll tell you later. I, I actually forgot her name, but I'll, wow, when I remember, if, I'll tell you. What uh, but she went to social media rehab, and now, she guess what? She went for three months. And three her, months? I think it was like three months. That's she was gone insane. for a long time. Oh and her followers gosh. were there when she got back. And she still gets just as much interaction as before. And she only posts now, this girl, like, once a week. She never runs stories, you know. I mean, mind you, that might not have been her income. I couldn't do that. This is my job. Sure. I can't just go off. But, like, that girl, she obviously saw a need that she was too invested in this. And sometimes I catch myself. Like, today I posted a picture and it didn't match my feed. And I'm sitting here stressing about it. And I'm like, this isn't healthy. This yeah. is stupid. Yeah. It's a photo. So you've talked a lot on your blog about living with anxiety and struggling with anxiety. And it's something that I can really relate to you on that level. And I think the way you open up and share about it is super commendable. Um, I think it's helped a lot of people. 
can you talk a little bit about what it's like living with anxiety and how you deal with it on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, it's it comes in waves, and I'm on medicine. I've been medicated since I was seven for anxiety, so I've been on medicine my whole life. Um, I think it's just like... I smoke weed, so that. Oh really yeah, we're gonna helps. talk about that. I sure. smoke weed, so that really helps. But I mean, <laughs> dealing with it on a daily daily basis for me, it's so regular that I wouldn't know what it was like to not have anxiety. Like I could tell you guys that, like before you came over, I was having anxiety, not because you guys were coming, just because you know my house is too messy, my this and, yeah. and you know Little it's just things. thoughts going through your mind and your yeah. heart's beating fast, and you know. And I'm fine. Like, the, the thing with me is it's interesting. I'll have anxiety about something, and my boyfriend and mom and everyone I know could attest to it. I'll have anxiety about something, but when it comes, I do it. So, like, it's mm. just coping with it, knowing it's there. Mm. Like, for me, knowing it's there, acknowledging it, yeah. and moving on. Hmm. It's there. Sit with it. Like, yeah. someone once told me, sit with it. Like, if you're feeling nervous, sit with it for a second. Like, say, okay, I'm anxious. Like, just realizing it. Take some deep breaths. Move on. Like, yeah. get I, moving. I was. I did a twelve-step program for depression once, and mm-hmm. I had a sponsor. And he said he called it going to tea with the dragons. So invite the tea to dragon, which is the anxiety or the depression. Say I'm going to be at tea with the dragon for thirty minutes, like any other appointment that you would schedule. Be there, feel it, acknowledge it, recognize it, and then when the thirty minutes is up, your appointment's over, and you got to go to the next thing. Yeah. And then you sit, you stand up, and you move on. And I think that's a really great way to approach it. I do similar, too. It's kind of similar to um, meditation, how they say when you have a thought appear when you're meditating, instead of getting angry or trying to push it out or like, yeah, you know, just saying why? Why am I thinking? I'm supposed to be just like blank mind right now. You just acknowledge the thought. You sit with it, you let it appear, and then just, like, it's like a cloud. It just kind of yeah. goes away. So I feel like that is a really good, like, metaphor and way mm-hmm. to c- combat those types of thoughts in your life, regardless if you're meditating or not. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know who told me the sitting with it thing. Just mm-hmm. sit with it for a second. Yeah. yeah. Like, let it happen. Yeah. Don't sit there and beat yourself up it, over yeah, it. And yeah, and suppressing it and repressing it. That makes it worse. Yeah. Like, I've, I've done that before, and then I've, I've had anxiety, and I've left the house, and then I'm out driving, and I'm like, shit, I need to pull over. My anxiety is so bad. When I could have sat for 10 minutes, yeah, let the anxiety, like, run through your body. I mean, you know, CBD, too, is great. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's, know we let's talk, talk about yeah. weed, because okay, so weed. weed does terrible things to me, Yeah, we are not weed people. Okay. <laughs> Never been weed people. It makes me so paranoid and anxious. It does, like, the reverse of what it probably I does I literally feel so out of control. I'm scared, and I, like, I get don't, scared. I literally am high, and I want to not be high. Yeah. And I also never get the munchies. Oh, I get the I drunchies. Get, I, get the, I get the munchies. Oh, my God. When like I'm crazy. high, I have, like, the it's the cotton mouth yeah. that I literally can't put food in my mouth because it's, like, doesn't so gnarly. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> how how does this fit into your yeah, life, and what does it do for you? Maybe we're maybe we're smoking the wrong weed. I think you're smoking the wrong weed. I don't know okay, what weed like, we're smoking. I've smoked <laughs> weed hundreds of times. There's no way that every time it was the wrong weed. Well, a lot of people pick a sativa. Yeah. So it's common that every time you smoked weed, they've given you a sativa because okay. that's like the most thing most people like a sativa. I feel like the popular opinion. Isn't there sativa. like a body high and a, high, a head high? There's two different. Am I yeah, there is. Something? I, I think know. sativa. Zach, you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> sativa is a head high, and an indica is a body high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have confirmation. Yeah, we've got confirmation. I personally like a hybrid because okay. a full indica will knock you on your ass and put you to bed. Not me because mm. I smoke a lot of weed. But okay. someone who doesn't <laughs> smoke a lot of weed. I like a hybrid. I cannot smoke a sativa, and I wouldn't recommend huh. anyone with anxiety or doesn't want to feel paranoid as shit. Don't smoke a sativa. Got it. So Got you it. recommend like the body high. Yeah. Which is like. Indica. Just calms yeah, you. Yeah, calms okay. you. Okay. So I've smoked weed like since I was 16. I've mm-hmm. never. I'm Of course I went through my drinking phase. It's like yeah. any person does. And I, you know, I had a beer last night. But I'm not yeah. a drinker. Like, okay, yeah, like if you want to ask me to do something like wine, yes, I'll go. But like ask me like a nice dinner and I'll come a little stoned so I can eat a lot. Like mm, I'm not a drinker. Like I don't want to go to a bar and get wasted. I don't want to be wasted ever. I would rather. I mean, because when you're stoned, like you're relaxed, you're calm and you're present and you know what you're doing. So See, I, I have like not felt that way. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm smoking the wrong way. Maybe I need to smoke this out. Maybe I yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drive back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh but next I know time. That you 
you do a lot of like shattering the stigma around the female stoner, which I think is so fucking rad. Can you talk a little bit about the stigma of weed and how you try to kind of shatter that and bring to light a new way of smoking? Yeah, I mean, I think that like everyone's got their vices, first of all. Like everyone's got their vices. Um, I think that in throughout history, weed is a drug. People who do drugs are bad. You know, yeah. pe- like people who do drugs are just bad people. They're criminals. They're this. They're that. They're you know whatever. And if you if you smoke weed, don't talk about it because mm. you're you do drugs. Mm. I mean, okay, that's fine. But like, I think that I don't know. I think weed weed now, obviously now yeah. in this day and age, is getting out of that classification because you get arrested for weed. It's the same as if you got arrested for smoking heroin. And clearly those two things are so different, so yeah. different. different ballparks there, but they're still, weed is still in the same classification as of now as heroin. What? And it needs to come out of that classification. Yeah. It's the same level. Like, what is it? Like a level, whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Class A drug. Or Our mom would always say she'd rather us smoke weed than drink. Oh yeah. She told us that at a really young age. She's like, I'd much rather, rather you smoke, smoke weed than yeah. drink. And that's what my mom dangerous. said. Yeah. It's my mom so said dangerous. My mom said smoke weed in the house. If you want to smoke weed, smoke weed in the house. I'd rather you sit here, smoke weed, than go out drinking with your friends who someone's drive, gonna drive drunk. Yeah. You know, stay here, smoke weed. Do, yeah. Like that's fine. Yeah. Um, and my, of course my parents are both huge stoners. So <laughs> I feel like that's a very big trend these days is smoking with your parents. Oh yeah. Our cousins I mean, do that with our aunts yeah, and uncles. Our yeah. It is like a trend right now. Yeah. I mean, I, Cause, cause it's cause parents smoke weed. It's like, it's been in, it's Mads and I were at the, it's been always secret. It was like always like a this secret. That, like, secret. Ma- and now it's now like yesterday. We were our at our family friend. Yeah. Was just had a on a little vape. Oh my a God. Dosist. I love that. Okay. I want to get the Everyone dosis, smokes though. weed. Yeah. Everyone. everyone smokes weed. I, I mean, my mom told me that she said, she said to me not too long ago. I, she was like, when we went on your Girl Scout trips, Oh who do you oh think brought a joint? And who do you think got stoned? Me and all the moms. Oh on God, Girl Scout trips. Amazing. amazing. She said all your friends' parents I mean, smoked weed with us. It's the same thing as drinking. Yeah, if they were just going to go better. to get it. Yeah, it's but way like, better. That's way the same better. thing if, if they were going to go get a glass of wine together. Like, yeah, it's they just so weird that it's like this, this like, huge hush, taboo yeah. thing. And that's the thing. It's like, well, now I'm thrilled because there's all these women you know, who smoke weed, sure. who are making millions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the money aspect of what cannabis can do for a city or, you the know, economy. Yeah, the, the economy, economy, everything, like, I think that's brought up the respect level a lot. Yeah. Just from it's an economical seen. perspective. Yeah, from an economic. The weed industry is a good industry to be in. Yeah, it's a great that is, industry That to is be really in. true. I think people now are respecting it a little more because they see the value yeah, in it. Yeah, Women are really paving the way in the weed industry. 100%. There's so many women-owned businesses that are yeah. all surrounded by weed. A hundred percent. And Wait, I love that. Can you talk about Fashion Kush? So Fashion <gasps> Kush is that? it's the Fashion Lush Alter Ego. Ooh. Fashion Kush. And um, I created it because eventually there will be a product which Ooh. is in the works. So wow. we'll see. Um, we're working on it, which is exciting. But, is you know, so it's exciting. the time to get in that industry. Totally. Whether you want to invest or even if you don't smoke weed, yeah. invest in it. Like, yeah, but you're an expert, so it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna, it's, it's only gonna get bigger. It's yeah. only gonna yeah. get bigger because it's. It, I mean, smoking weed is this like thing that people hide behind the doors and like don't let anyone know. And I remember growing up, my parents were always locked in the closet, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing in the closet? They're smoking, <laughs> smoking weed. weed. This is like, they're you can't, you know. Yeah. I go to my friend's house and she's got a kid and there's a bong on the table and it's fine. Oh my God. It is fine. If your yeah. kid drinks a sip of your alcohol, he's going to be more fucked up if he gets a little like weed yeah. in the air. I mean, not saying get your kid stoned, but I'm just saying it's more. <laughs> <laughs> we don't endorse. PSA. We do not endorse <laughs> getting your kid stoned. Um, but I'm just saying it's like it's not. It doesn't have to be so hidden. If the, if we've got weed on the table and that window's open, I'm not going to care as much as I would three years ago where I'm like, totally. don't let him know that you we smoke said pot. when weed became legalized, you were like, like prohibitions over. Yeah, prohibitions over. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like the pro- it's, it's like the new prohibition. It. And yeah. you know, we like when we're in Europe, people smoke weed on the streets and it's yeah. not looked at weird. Like yeah, I no. mean, of course it's not legal, but even in Italy now they've got weed shops and everywhere we yeah. weed shops. It's just you know, it's accepted and I think that people are realizing like it's not you're not a lazy person because you're a stoner yeah like you know i'm more productive when i'm stoned hmm. to be honest hmm. 100 times more productive. whenever i go to the dispensary because i go there to get my cbd 
Um, I am well. Okay, so I actually was taking CBD with a little THC in it. It was twenty to one, mm-hmm. and that works so much better for me than just CBD on its own. But do you just do it to go to sleep, or what is it? No, I was using it for anxiety, and honestly, the best CBD I found was when there was a little bit of THC in it. And That's so good. Maybe I'm not as maybe I'm just like been smoking the wrong stuff this whole time. But I was really um interested in the fact that the dispensary like. There are so many different types of people there. There's like the 70 year old man. Mm-hmm. There's the 50 year old business guy. There's the young girl. Have you guys hipster. Have you guys watched High Maintenance on no. HBO? Oh my gosh, you need to watch High this show. I think okay. I watched it. It's about it's a, a weed dispensary. No, it's about a a guy who deals weed. Oh, and I know what his, you're talking about. So it's like he's the thread. He's the thread amongst all the different stories. But like each episode is about the people that he's like selling weed I know to. what you're talking about and it just showed me exactly what you were just talking about the breadth the the range of people like he would go to parents and he would obviously go to like college kids but then he'd go to like some like cute girl i don't know it's just yeah. really cool to see everyone it is that so every so. i love going in dispensaries because seeing the people in there it's interesting a guy in a business suit you yeah. know all these a guy getting off work this dad like you know and it's just interesting yeah. to see i mean it's not something that like you have to be ashamed of anymore, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Because I'm excited for your product. I'm excited too. Dude. It's gonna be exciting. Um, I'm working on it with my mom, so my mom <gasps> and I are doing it together. Oh, wait, so talk about your relationship Love with it. your mom a little bit because Linda has made an appearance or two on Fashion Lush, which is oh my like gosh. my favorite thing ever. She's I know she's hilarious. amazing. Yes, I met her finally at that. So I won a giveaway that you did, and we went to the Ludacris concert, which was super yes. fun. Yes. Oh, your fave, Scout. She, I know, it was my fave, too. It was amazing. Um, she, and I finally met her there, which was awesome. She's a saint. Like, she's the best human ever. Yeah. I don't know how I got so lucky to have you her as my mom. so lucky. She's amazing. Um, I mean, I've always been, like, my sister jokes that we haven't cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> like, I'm still, like, mom, and I'm. A grown ass woman over yeah. thirty, so I she's just my best friend. Like, there's yeah. nobody I'd rather hang out with than my mom and Zach and like my family. But my mom is like my everything. She's my best mm-hmm. friend, um, and I think it's interesting because, um, there is this like thing between parents. Like, it's like I think they call it the fifth wall or something, mm. where it's just always this like boundary, like a boundary of like don't tell him this don't do this act this way like around your parents mm. my mom's never cultivated that boundary same mm. with our mom yeah. yeah she's never cultivated a boundary there was no hierarchy i'm your well there of course i'm your mother listen to me sure. but no like i'm gonna judge you i'm gonna be pissed at you like yeah. you know anything like that i mean that's we're not how i'm on that's exactly interesting how I'm on yeah, yeah and i think that the way that she parented made her and I and my sister's relationship much stronger than I've seen other of my friends because there was like, oh, your mom's a cool mom. She's not strict. She's not this. She's not that. My mom just made it so that we would rather be at home with her mm-hmm. or we would rather have our friends come to our house so that they could hang out there because she was fun to be around. Yeah. Like, <coughs> she wasn't like drinking and partying with us. Mm-hmm. She was still a mom mom. Like, you know, she still yeah. was a very responsible mom, but she just never put that boundary between her children. Yeah. Of, like, you can't tell me things. Like, you know, I could tell her anything. I mean, when I was a much younger, 22 or 3, I got a DUI. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to tell my mom just like any kid would be. But, like, I told her, and she, like, hugged me and said, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. I'm disappointed in you, but right. it's going to be okay. There was just ways that she did things growing up. And, and people have asked me this recently, like, can you do a blog post on how to have such a healthy, good, fun relationship with your mom? That's a great idea. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's, I think it's a lot on her. Like, yeah. the way she raised us, she she just, she made it so that, really, we wanted to be with her. Yeah. Like, it, wasn't I mean, like a, it wasn't like a problem if we were grounded. We were like, oh, yeah. we're grounded. We get to stay home with our mom and, like, <laughs> watch movies. Like, this is awesome. Your mom is, like, a hybrid of our our dad and our mom together. Really? Like yeah. super. If I think that's the, two the of them, you would be like, oh yes. I think that's the healthiest or in my opinion that it I believe it's kind of a weird paradox, right? Like you think that a parent that's so f- not forgiving, but just like very open or whatever, like you would see res- you would see a kid kind of taking advantage of that, but we had the same type of parent yeah. uh, dichotomy and it was never that way. Like we never got in trouble. Like, I remember no. one time all my friends and I were drunk and it was three in the morning and our driver got drunk and we had no way home and we were stranded at this like gas station in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, 
okay, guys, it's time to call my mom. And everyone was like, don't call your yeah. mom. Oh, my God, please don't call yeah. your mom. I'm like, guys, we're stranded and we're all drunk and we have no ride. This is when you call your mom. Yeah. Your mom came. She picked us up. She drove us all home. Yeah. And we went to and bed literally and it was fine. That ex- that because you made the right yeah. decision. Your we parents didn't put fear in your heart. Totally. Like, you know, we were those, responsible. Yeah. And the, those kids were like, don't call your mom because their moms put fear in their yeah. heart. Yeah. There were, <laughs> there like were some kids. Yeah. <laughs> put fear in their heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I had, I had high school friends who... They, yeah, their their parents cultivated this sense of fear. They literally, I mean, they would drive home when they probably shouldn't have, and they just were to not get in trouble. just to not get in trouble. Like you, that is so much more worse in my eyes. So much, and more I would worse. look at them and I'd be like, "What the like? What no? There's, yeah. You know, it's just yeah. So I think that uh, it's a very healthy, and you're yeah. We're all so lucky that we yeah. were given that. And I think it's just important to have a good relationship with your parents. It's yeah, just like. You know, my dad. My dad's system. not around as much. He lives in Vegas, and he's always mm. lived away. Mm. I mean, we lived in California together, but after my parents got divorced, he moved away. So mm. my mom was like fully raising us, um, and I'm very close with my dad too. My dad's just yeah. the same. We smoke weed together. Like I yeah. think the smoking weed together like really makes Bond the relationship you? great. Yeah, I mean, my mom comes funny. over and she's like, "Where's the bong? Like I want to smoke weed ah! like, every single time." And I'm like, "Okay." Or she like, you know, we'll be going somewhere. She's like, "I brought a joint." I was like, "Awesome!" Like you know, it's just so like cute. it takes away that like weird. Yeah. Level between, you know, yeah. it's not like she's not higher up because she's older. She's like my homie. That's yeah. So <laughs> I love that. So how are you, why do you want to kind of bring her into the fashion lush and like collaborate with her in that way? Just to like force her to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> the audience loves I love her. that. Well, the audience loves her and she loves it. My mom, she studied to be a stand-up, com- well, she didn't study, she don't study. She was a stand-up comedian oh. when she was, when, before we were born. She did some stand-up. And wow, what, and what years were, what years was this? That's sick. The 80s? The 80s, yeah. Damn. She did stand-up. Um, do you watch Miss Maisel? We no, were just talking about it. I know. Everyone loves everyone, it. We talk about this. Everyone loves oh, it. Oh, when you watch it, on. that's like a young Linda Stoltman. You got to oh, watch okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. You got to okay, watch okay. it. I mean, that's you her. you. You're going to love it. I know. You're going to love it. I haven't it. seen an episode. It's going to gonna rock your it. world. You're never going to be able to turn it off. I swear to God. Really? Even Zach loves it. Like, okay. it's his favorite okay, show in the world. I'm going to watch it with Adam. You're going to love it. Adam says hi, by the way, before I forget. My husband <laughs> and Erica went to <laughs> high school We went together. to high school together. Hi, Adam. Aww. I hope you guys enjoy Mrs. Maisel because you'll be watching it by now. You'll, okay. be, you'll, you'll already <laughs> be done by season two when you hear this. Love it. Um, so, yeah, she did stand up and she just, I just, th- first of all, I think that it's like something the world needs. Like everyone mm, needs a little yeah. Linda Stolman because she's agree. so amazing. Love it. She's just like everyone's mom. Yeah. And then second of all, it's just something I feel like if, if internet and social media, all this was in her age, she would be like top. Killing it, yeah. Like this would have been her calling. Yeah. And it brings her so much excitement and joy that I just love it. And she's retired. And so mm-hmm. she has time, but she likes to be productive and she likes to do things. She likes to create things and she likes to hang out with me. And so yeah. it's just fun to do it. And it's fun to see her like just so happy. Yeah, like when I get awesome. messages I that. that like your mom's the best, I read them to her and she's like, <gasps> she gets so excited. Oh, so, so cute. I love it. I love seeing her happy. And, you know, I think that she does have a ton of purpose in her life, but it's always yeah. good after retirement, you know, yeah, for have. your parents to have like a project. For so sure. totally. I want her to be involved. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. This was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's time. time to wrap up. It's time. Oh, that You're was incredible. You, guys. you were Thank so you guys. sweet and cute oh my and bubbly. And I just feel... Oh, I feel, feel so all, warm. I feel all warm. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, you're amazing. You this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you okay, so tell much. everyone where they can find you. So my blog is www.fashionlush.com and I am on Instagram at fashionlush and at fashionkush. Woo! Love it. Thanks, nice. ladies. Um, I'm at Maddie Mayo, M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. I'm at Scout Sobel, and you can find OKSIS at OKSIS Podcast. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to rate and review because we love you, sisters. Yay! Thank you. Thank you.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 